Welcome to the Mormon Mompreneur Podcast. Mormon Mompreneur is a home for women of faith who desire to be strengthened in motherhood and empowered in business. We thrive off of talking with other women with unique experiences and vision who have felt guided by the divine to bring about remarkable things at home and abroad. guys, welcome to the Mormon Mompreneur Podcast, and you have Michelle with you today, and we are super excited to have a marvelous mom, Kirsten <laughs> Tyrell. <laughs> she is the host of the Marvelous Moms Podcast and the Marvelous Moms Club. Isn't that a club everyone wants to be a part of? I think so. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Kirsten started her podcast about a year ago. She's the mom to three awesome kids. She loves Disneyland. She used to live in Southern California by me, and then she moved because everyone's moving to Utah. There's a massive <laughs> I'm super excited for you guys to hear about how she's making her money online. You're going to love it. She is a big fan of Mexican food, Long Days at the Beach, and Tower of Terror at Disneyland, which it's being removed. Do you know that? Oh, yes, I know. Trust me. <laughs> I know. I almost signed the petition. Like, and then I'm like, what is this going to do? This will not accomplish anything, but I would just, just for the precedent. Welcome. Welcome, Kirsten. Thank you. So let's get into this. First of all, tell me about your family, your kids. What's your situation right now? You're in St. George. Is that where you live? Uh huh. Yeah. We just moved back to St. George in July. It's so interesting because we lived here for, I mean, I spent, I don't know, 10 years here from like 12 to my early twenties. And really always wanted to stay. And then my husband was like job hunting for two and a half years. We lived in my parents' basement. It was awful. Thankful to my parents for letting us live in their basement rent-free for two and a half years. Awful because we had two kids and could not get a job to save our life. Like literally could not. I mean, it was odd jobs and part-time things. We tried to start a few businesses. And so we really wanted to be able to stay here. There just weren't any opportunities to make that possible. And I wish we could have known then what we know now, but we had to leave to learn it. So it's, you know, it's kind of cool. Like, we moved to Southern California and I said, I think your job brought us here, but something else will keep us here. And there's just, I just had this feeling that like there's something that's going to happen because his job didn't pay that much. It was such a huge leap of faith. I mean, we were making no money living in a two bedroom apartment, like subsidized housing with our kids. <laughs> it was such an adventure and I wouldn't change it for the world. You know, people say that, but I really do mean it. We had a lot of fun. We lived in California. We lived by the beach. We could see the ocean from our window. Even though it was subsidized, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and we did really well. We moved up in the world and we kind of started some things and we met the right people who inspired us to become entrepreneurs. But that process, because we started making too much money, which, which is a good problem to have, right. which I have only <laughs> shared like here and there. I haven't really told everybody every detail, but we made too much money to live there anymore. And it was kind of this jump of, okay, are we going to go to paying $4,000 a month to rent somewhere? Or do we want to move back, be by family as we're growing our businesses and still growing a tiny little family so that we have the support and we have a lower cost of living and then maybe eventually we'll come back. So we relocated in July. It was very heartbreaking because we loved it there. We loved the people. We loved the church there. It was just so different. So yeah, we moved back and it's been a very transitional, interesting year of <laughs> all those things. <laughs> Well, Southern California is great. So what happened? Tell us first about your business, and then I want to get into Marvelous Moms Club. 
This is so interesting and something I'm so excited to share this year because I was really open sharing our journey last year, but it was still evolving. And I, it's like I didn't even see what was happening right in front of me. And now that I can look back and you have that hindsight and you're like, oh, okay, it all makes sense. And we're still evolving. But we started our Amazon business the exact same time I started the podcast. And at the time, that felt crazy. And we were still pursuing like five other businesses. We were doing doTERRA. I wrote a Disneyland adventure guide. I mean photography business, we just had all these income streams, which we felt was really smart. Because then when my husband quit his job, like early on in the year, we would have all these sources of income. Well, everybody told us you can't do all the things or you won't make any money. (laughs) And to a point that's true. It's so true. There's some things that have had to fall by the wayside. But that being said, if I wouldn't have followed my heart and done my thing with the podcast, and my husband wouldn't have kept devoted to, you know, learning Amazon and all that kind of stuff, then what we have going now would have never happened. It just wouldn't have. So you kind of have to mimic other people's business models for a while. You have to copy and see what's being done. And I don't mean copy and like take people's ideas. I just mean until you have your original thought, you just kind of do what's working for people. And whether that's like a network marketing business or in our case, it was Amazon. So what we do with Amazon is we source products from overseas. We private label them or white label them. I've heard it called both things. And then we send them into Amazon, all the inventory, and we promote those products. We advertise them on Amazon and they sell and Amazon fulfills all the orders. So it's super passive. We started it last December. We started only investing like $150 because we had no idea if it was really going to be that easy. And it was, it was that easy. We sent it in, we started making sales. We sold out of that first shipment and we did like a thousand dollars in sales and we made like $700 profit. So it was really good return on investment. And we're like, this is awesome. And we didn't have to do anything after we sent it to Amazon. So we kept doing it for a few months. We invested in, you know, more products. We spent a little bit more on the inventory and did like $16,000 in sales in a couple months. And we're like, this is really cool. And we need to teach people how to do this because it's legit. Like we're making money (laughs) and we're not doing anything. So um, the hardest part is like picking a product that's going to be viable and is going to sell. So we did that. We started an online course in March. And that's when my husband quit his job officially, stopped working, and we were promoting the course. We were still selling our stuff. We still had our photography business. So it all just added up to a point where we were like matching and exceeding his income that he'd had at his job, which was great. Like we had almost done it when he quit, but it didn't really fully happen until after. Then the summer came and it was really hard because it derailed a lot of what we were doing. And it moved us back to a place where we had failed so much that we had this really, really hard time overcoming this belief that we were going to fail here again. And it's interesting because our apartment in California did not have magic walls, but it felt like it because so much, so much magic happened there, you know, and moving here, we were like, oh, it's awful. We're going to be such failures again. And it's an interesting feeling as an entrepreneur when you're untethered and you can live anywhere in the entire world and it doesn't matter. It makes you feel a little bit lost and you're like, okay, well, but where do we really want to be? And what are our dreams? When you have the blessings flowing and you're like having that abundance, And you literally can do whatever you want, but you have to have something big to work for. It's like, what are we working for now? Now that we've like overcome the whole point of being poor and trying to make an income, (laughs) what do we want to do? Like, what do we want to work towards and build? So we're still trying to decide, do we build like a beautiful home? Do we want to travel the world with our kids? Right now, I don't want to go anywhere with my kids. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. Now is it the time. Not yet. I know you interviewed the Bucket List family as well. Yeah. And I interviewed her in November. And had big ideas. And I'm still looking forward to that. But I'm also still very aware of how much growth I need personally and my kids need to make that happen. But there's a season and I don't feel like we're in the season yet. We are planning a couple big family trips this year, but 
that's it. Now what Amazon means to us and what it like means as income for us, how we are making the most money is because I've connected with so many awesome people through my podcast, through these people I've interviewed who have an Instagram following, who have huge email lists. Now we utilize what we've learned to help them sell stuff on Amazon because they have a list they can market to. They have an audience they can market to. So rather than getting 8% of an affiliate sale on Amazon, they have their own products that they can promote and they can sell and they're making 30 or 40% profit on a sale versus 6 to 8% from affiliate. So it works for them. It makes them lots more money and we get paid commissions and, and that kind of thing based on like what they sell. So we're doing all the work. They literally don't have to lift a finger, like <laughs> which it. is super cool because <laughs> you know, like these people, these bloggers, these awesome people who are working their butts off and they've grown these numbers, they don't have a lot of time for anything extra. A lot of them, like we have to stay on them to be like, do you want to do this? Do you want to sell this product? Which is just great because it solves a huge problem for them. It makes an income for our family and everybody wins. Like it's just the coolest business model that kind of exploded between my husband and I when we were speaking at a live streaming conference and we met some people and, you know, had some conversations and were like, what if these two worlds could kind of collide? Because I had a lot of friends who were like, Amazon's great, but I'm doing my thing here as a fashion blogger or whatever, and it doesn't really work for me. And then we kind of just stumbled upon this awesome thing that, as far as I know, nobody else is doing. <laughs> I was just talking <laughs> with my husband on the way home from Utah, and he was like, you got to get on Amazon. And I was like, ugh, I do, yeah. but... <laughs> You do. It's There's... taking over the world. I mean, seriously, you've no, seen really. the, the Amazon go. I'm at a point where I'm not going to leave the house and shop ever again because the last few days, my experiences like trying to do returns or talk to people in retail have been the worst. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm never shopping outside of my house again. <laughs> yeah, that's really awesome. So tell me about your podcast. So, so tell yeah. me kind of about Marvelous Moms Club. When we were kind of going through process of learning and our backs were against the wall with like our job, you know, my husband's job and where we were at in life, we had some friends who had a podcast. And the reason we even knew about their podcast, they were in our ward and they asked me to take photos like really last minute for their cover art for their podcast. And I was like, all right, what's a podcast? Like I'd heard of it. <laughs> this is serious. Like 16 months ago, I'd never listened to a podcast in my life. And I thought you had to pay for them. And I had no idea. And so my husband actually was searching on like the podcast app. And I was like, Oh, I just saw your picture that you took for them. Like their podcast is up. It's a new noteworthy. And I'm like, that's awesome. What does that mean? So we started listening to their podcast, which is called eight minute millionaire. It's a good listen for anybody out there who wants to really get started from the basics and get inspired by two awesome people. So we learned a lot there. And when I decided, I just, I kind of decided a podcast would be a great medium for me because I love to talk to people. I love to talk in general so much more than I love to write. I just thought it'd be a really great way to share everything I had learned and the process I'd gone through because it went from like me being in this deep, dark hole of, I won't even say depression, just I was so dejected. And I just felt like even though I had this great life, I felt like hopeless as a mother. I didn't know what I was doing. I was so lazy. And to be honest, I'm kind of like, it's easy to fall back into that. I was telling my husband today, I'm so lazy. Like I was telling you, <laughs> I'm trying to do homeschooling. And I'm like, oh, I have to sacrifice my time. And I'm just... So I was in a place and I learned so much and I grew in such a short period of time of doing like the Miracle Morning and reading self-development books and just huge growth. And I wanted to share that with mothers because I felt like before I was a mom, I had this ideal in my head of what I was going to be like as a mom. I was going to do activities with them. I was going to teach them. I was going to be the best mom in the entire world. I knew I'd make mistakes, but I just knew that I was going to be awesome because I'm the oldest of four girls. I really helped raise my sisters, not because my mom wasn't a good mom, because <laughs> I loved being a second mom. 
I had kind of given up on that and just thought, fine, I'm just going to be the lamest mom ever. And I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> I would take my kids to Disneyland like every week by myself. I did a lot of good stuff. I just felt like this whole. So as I filled that and as I grew and I really came to have like such a stronger testimony too. And I learned so many things from that friend who had the podcast about the gospel and how God wants us to be happy and he wants us to create. He was the ultimate creator and the ultimate dreamer. And I was like, I need to share this. And so even though mine isn't like the marvelous Mormon mompreneur <laughs> podcast or anything, I still wanted it to be very like faith-based and to just have messages of inspiration. And I wanted, at first it was just going to be me, like an audio journal. And then I realized I sat down at the microphone and I was so like intimidated. And I'm like, I have nothing to say. What am I even thinking? Who am I to do a podcast? <laughs> so I started doing interviews and I was surprised everybody, people have asked me this. How did you get people? How did you get people to say yes? And I was like, I just asked and nobody ever said no. And I don't know if you've had a similar experience, yeah. but people want to share. They yeah. want to share stories. Kind of why I started it. I learned so much from podcasting, from listening to podcasts. So I wanted to share in that way. And it just kind of took off from there. And I was hardcore and decided to do five episodes a week in the beginning. And I did for That's like hardcore. four months. Yeah, <laughs> it was very hardcore. And I didn't feel like it was hardcore. I just wanted to share everything. I wanted to share all the stories and all the things that I could. So it was great. And I've loved it ever since. It's been, it's really hard to describe this. I'll try the best I can. But it's been a burden in the most awesome way possible to where I've had so many spiritual experiences with it and so much confirmation from Heavenly Father that it's what I'm supposed to be doing. It's more my purpose than anything else aside from motherhood itself. It makes me a better mom. And sometimes that comes, like when you get emails and it's changing people's lives and you realize that there are people listening and this isn't just a hobby, but it's like important and that we are like in such a, and a special time to be sharing good. I mean, regardless of the gospel or not, to share good on a otherwise kind of scary place, the internet was a huge like responsibility. And so at times it's just been, it's almost like, oh my gosh, like even though I love getting <laughs> positive emails, I'm like, that's a lot of pressure to keep like putting that out there, you know? <laughs> so it's been wonderful and a huge blessing and everything good has come from it. I don't think everyone has to have Mormon in their business title. <laughs> Because Sarah and I had been talking about like getting this more mompreneur thing going. I was driving to Utah this summer by myself and I had the five kids in the back. And so I, you know, turned on all my podcasts while they're sleeping. And you did an interview with uh, Dana Malstaff from Boss Mom. Boss Mom. Anyway, and I was listening to to your podcast and I was like, I love her. <laughs> and then I kept, I'm listening and then I was like, this is what we should do is we've yeah. got to, there are so many awesome Mormon mompreneurs out there and we've got to hear their stories. And you're very I, open about your faith. Like I think that, you know, you're, you believe in God and you make, you know, that's always intertwined in what you do. And so I was like, we're, we're doing a podcast. We've got to get all these awesome Mormon women. So we owe it all to you. Does that a lot oh of my pressure? God. Do, is that a lot of pressure? I'm just Stop. kidding. Stop talking. I I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just, just kidding. kidding. <laughs> The pressure. But I love it. Like, I love what you're doing. But you ask them to share why they're a marvelous mom. And I love that because we need to say it out loud. Because even though you were doing, I don't know, activities every day, you were taking your kids to Disneyland. Like, I love that you're like, I wasn't a good mom. (laughs) (laughs) That is like Satan's power, though, telling you, like, you're not doing everything you're supposed to be doing. So you're awful. You're an awful human. 
But it's true. And that's, you know, that's, there's, I say, I feel like over the course of the last year, I've given so many reasons why I started it because there are so many. And like, that's one of them, you know, like combating those negative thoughts that we give ourselves or not telling ourselves or telling ourselves we're not good moms or that we're not living up to an ideal. And in a world of Instagram and perfection, that's not real. I have an Instagram. I've been tempted many times to make it beautiful and perfect like everybody else's. And I just can't do it because I'm, first of all, I'm too, what's the word? I don't want to say lazy. I don't want to be negative about myself. (laughs) I'm the type of person who I started my podcast in like a week because I'm like, if I'm going to do it, I'm doing it now. And it got perfect over time. And I'm not even saying it's perfect. It got better. I am not a filters foofy person. I'm so basic and I'm so like, just get it out there and get it done and don't, don't worry about it. I feel like as a mom too, if we, it's like you learn how to eat fast after you have kids, after you don't eat. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's that things that's, that's something I'm working on this year to be a little bit more intentional with everything I do. But that's what I hear from a lot of like our, in our Facebook group, a lot of women are just scared to start, right? Because mm-hmm. they might fail and it might not be perfect. It's not going to be perfect. <laughs> it just isn't, right? Like when I started my nonprofit, because I think we're similar people, that I just was like, okay, this is what we're doing. I'm just going to email all of these photographers, and of course they're going to say yes, right? <laughs> they want to donate a session to someone awesome. Anyway, yeah. But there is power in asking and just mm-hmm. stepping out there and sending an email because all of these people are just like us. They are. They're all just like us. And, you know, some of my best friendships have come from not being intimidated by that. Like, and it was hard at first not to. Some of the people I interviewed, I didn't know personally until I interviewed them. And then I got close to them. But I was still like, oh, but you're like really Instagram famous. So maybe (laughs) I'm not as cool as you, you know? And thankfully, they didn't let that get in the way of getting to know me more. And that has been the biggest component is some of my very best friends are people who I never would have just approached to be like, can I be your friend without feeling like a stalker? (laughs) And that's the cool thing about having a platform. Having a podcast is different than what most anybody else is doing out there. So that's why I think it's really cool that you guys are doing it. And honestly, I feel like I'm glad somebody else took it because I had the thought more than once, if I started a spinoff podcast, it would be something like the Mormon mompreneur podcast. And then I saw yours <laughs> pop up and I'm like, see, I ignored it. And somebody else took the inspiration and that's fine. Cause I and can't do it. all the things. I know we can't do all the things. We love that we can share the gospel openly. You know, we can talk yeah. about our spiritual experiences because mm-hmm. it's like you're saying, like through the whole course, like your whole last year, it, you can look back and you feel super guided through mm-hmm. it all. And there's a place for that just as much as there's a place for just like you celebrating other moms. So tell me about your word for 2017. I know what it is and I'm super excited about it. (laughs) So I I was sitting next to my husband in our office and it just literally like, like, like an asteroid just exploded in my head. And I was like, I just, before I even thought it through, I said, what about the word push? My husband was like, oh my gosh, I love it. It could be your theme for everything you do this year. You could write a book, you could do this. And I was like, okay. It's my inspiration. Back off. <laughs> I got it. I'll take it from here. <laughs> no, but I love I love that we have that awesome relationship. We feed off of each other. But that was the word. I was like, okay, I, I have to be sensitive to moms who maybe didn't deliberately like push babies out of their bodies because there's adoption and there's fostering yeah. and all that. But I just feel like in general, as mothers, we push. Like we never stop pushing. We push to become mothers in one form or another. We push our children to be successful and not in a negative way, but we push them to learn and we push ourselves to be good advocates for them. We push ourselves to be successful. And overall, like if you're not moving forward and you're not pushing ahead, then you're just 
staying put and nobody's comfortable. Actually, we're all really comfortable staying put because it's not uncomfortable. But really, like we weren't put on this earth to stand still or be stagnant. We were put on this earth to progress and to learn and grow. And sometimes the fear of like challenge and trial can keep you right there. And I feel like I was right there for many years. But it's when I pushed and I was super uncomfortable and doing things that I didn't want to do that eventually I loved doing. That push is what led to like the most phenomenal success that I never could have dreamed that I could actually do. So I just think it's so all-encompassing. As a mother, we push. As humans, we push. We're just trying so hard to be the people that we know deep down we're meant to be. You know, like the daughters of God we're supposed to be. Just there's so much that we are capable of doing that he doesn't. Heavenly Father doesn't want us to stand still. He wants us to progress. And he wants us to, like I said earlier, like to create and have big dreams. Because otherwise, why? Like, why would we be here? <laughs> what are we doing? <clears throat> yeah. Just uh-huh. hanging out. I was just listening to one of Sherry's do's talk and you know, she's Mm -hmm. hashtag amazing. I'm just (laughs) (laughs) hashtag the bomb.com. One of Sherry do's talks, she was talks about the wrestle and how we've got like, and it's something to what you're saying about just always pushing Mm. because when we're sitting still, that's when we get sad, right? Mm -hmm. Even though it's hard, like when we're pushing, when we're wrestling with God and and testing him because I feel like sometimes when I talk about business and I get teary-eyed because I feel like my business has been all God pushing mm-hmm. me to where I can influence people. This yeah. isn't me, you know, like this isn't because right. I'm great, but it's just that he's, he's like, oh, she'll talk to people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll put her on the podcast, you know, so, but I do think that there's a value in the push because mm-hmm. Cause that, that struggle means that we're moving forward. So I love it. I love, I love your word. (laughs) (laughs) I love my word too. If you guys keep following along with my year, you'll probably hear it a lot. It's going to be a fun year of pushing. I have to keep pushing this year. Cause we, I mean, like I said, we're, we've gotten past the point of survival mode and being an entrepreneur. Cause everybody has to go through that, right? Like we all have to have the days when we're like, we have no money. What were we thinking? Just get a job. This is awful. (laughs) Like many of those moments, many, 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 but like we've made it through the woods and now it's like, hey, what now? Because now we actually realize what we're capable of. And so this year is going to be our pushing, even if it's like pushing to be a better mom and actually commit to this whole homeschooling ordeal that I've gotten myself into. Or, you know, we booked, we put the deposit on our cruise, like for our Disney cruise that we just are, de- it's going to happen. And so it's just going to be a fun year of pushing. And I want to encourage a lot of people to push because I can honestly say that some of the reasons we struggled last year were because we were trying to help everybody and wanting to push everybody our families our friends were just like come on guys it's so fun being an entrepreneur it's so cool to make a lot of money and they're like what are you talking about you're stressed out all the time so this year I just want it to be like more of a positive thing of being grateful for where you stand but like really pushing to move further so I'm excited I've seen how far you've come in a year this is, this is big stuff and you're going to be part of a book right yes Can yeah you tell me about that That's another one of those things like you just connect with the right people. I was in this is actually I'm not even positive how this is if this is the case, but I'm pretty sure that podcast we were listening to they had like a millionaire university group that we joined. And one of the people in it, it was his wife who connected me with the person who was putting the book together. So it's a collaborative book, 25 authors, women sharing their stories of success and failure. It's called success through failure. So everybody just has such drastically different life experiences. And I was asked to be one of the featured authors in the book, which was really intimidating. And I'm like, what do you want me to talk about? Because it's been 12 months of failure. (laughs) It was really, really, 
really overwhelming and daunting, but it turned out really well. And I'm really excited. That's coming out in February. There's an author summit in Salt Lake in February. I don't know when you're airing this, but that's another one of those awesome things where if you don't put yourself out there, then stuff's not going to show up on your front door. People are just going to call and say, <laughs> I have this really cool feeling that you might be an interesting person. Do you want to share your story? You know, you have to share. You have to be super open. And then awesome things happen. You connect with the right people. I just, that's been the most mind blowing thing is like how many different people you are capable of connecting to because of the internet. And yeah. through live streaming last year, I did a ton of live streaming and that's how I met 80% of the friends that I talk to now are just from all over the United States that I never would have met. It's so cool. <laughs> mind blowing. Failing is a huge part of being an entrepreneur, right? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's the integral key, I think. So, and I feel like I'm failing all the time. So what would you tell someone who's getting <laughs> bogged down by that? Oh my gosh. I don't feel like there's perfect words for this because you know how when you're like in the depths of despair, the last thing you want to hear is like, it's going to be okay. Like you want to hear it, but you don't. You just kind of want to wallow. Yeah. I think what I would say is like, and something I've told myself a lot this last year is like, nobody cares. And this is not to be mean. Like nobody cares about your dream. Maybe your husband, <laughs> maybe your mom, but nobody cares enough to make your dream come true. Nobody cares like you know what I mean? Like people have compassion, but you're the only one who's going to make this happen. So you can sit and you can feel sorry for yourself and wonder why you've been cursed and why you have such bad luck and why things aren't just exploding with success like they seem to be for everyone. Because what I've learned from a lot of my guests is there is no such thing as that like overnight success. They've all worked really hard to have what they have. And they also feel like a failure. Like, I mean, one of my, some of my closest friends have done amazing things and they still feel like, failures. They still feel like there's so much more they could be doing. And so I would just say like pretty much suck it up and get to work <laughs> because nobody else is going to do it for you. If you want to have an extraordinary life, you have to do extraordinary things. It's not going to work to feel sorry for yourself and expect opportunities to show up. You have to make them. Ooh, is that, is that love tough that. love? No, <laughs> this is no, I actually, were you doing Periscope? Is that what your live streaming stuff was? Mm -hmm. I yeah. use the, do you Periscope still? No. I did the other night. It was just sad. sad. Like there was people on, but I was like, where are my friends? <laughs> I know. I spent a lot of time on Periscope last year too. And I had this similar thing. Like, because if you are worried about failing something really small, like you gotta, you just gotta do it and you just gotta mm -hmm. put yourself out there. I am definitely with you because <laughs> <laughs> something my mom always used to say when we'd come home from junior high, she'd be like, and I'd say, this person said this about me or whatever. She'd say, you know what, Michelle? People don't think about you as much as you think that they do. Yeah. And I think that that's true. Like, people aren't being like, oh, Michelle failed again. Like, you know, keeping <laughs> score. Right. And it's not like that. We're the yeah. ones. Anyway, people, I think, for the most part, are cheering us on. And, mm. and I so agree with you. <laughs> Yeah, I was literally, this is such a dumb story to share, but I was helping, I was helping Whippy at Pinner's conference and she had to have me come up on stage and I can't believe it. This is super vulnerable. I can't believe I'm going to share this, but this is really a huge moment for me that I don't, I haven't talked about a lot. I felt super ugly because we ha had not gone to Pinner's with the intent of going there right after breakfast. I thought we were going to go back to the hotel and change and get cute. And <laughs> Whippy's always cute. So cute. it's no sweat off her back. But I was just like, I'm just going to throw something on. So anyway, she had me come up on stage to help her with something. And it wasn't like I was like the hair model or anything. I was just <laughs> holding something. Yeah. 
And so I stood up there and the whole time I was battling this, these two voices in my head, one saying, oh my gosh, everybody's looking at you and you look terrible. You look so fat. You're so, this is so embarrassing. And the other part of me was like, they are looking at what she's doing. They are not looking at me. And if they are, they're not thinking, holy cow, she's so fat. I can't believe she wore that. Like I would never look at somebody and think that, you know, I'd be like, oh, cool. They get to help. So I just, I can't believe how much we like have those inner demons that we have to overcome and really tell ourselves, like, would you think that about somebody? Are you sitting there keeping track? Like you said, of everybody's failures? No way. Like most of the time we're so busy in our crazy, busy worlds that we, if we don't see somebody post on Instagram, we kind of forget about them, right? Like we're not aware of yeah. So maybe cut that part out too, because <laughs> it was I such a raw it. moment. I, no. I hated it, but sometimes, I loved it. Sometimes it's good to be reminded of uh, things like that, even though they're the worst. <laughs> yeah. The worst. Super so yucky feeling. We, we interviewed Rosemary from QNOR and she's like, you know, a past super, uh, fashion model or whatever. <laughs> and she's like, I would just, she's like, when I was a model in New York and she was 17 or something. She's like, I would go home and like not feel good about myself. Like she's like, I never felt good about myself, even though that's what I was doing. You know, that's mm-hmm. I was there because someone liked how my body looked, you know. So mm-hmm. she just she replaces. She's like, when I'm getting ready, I am listening to podcasts or I'm listening to conference talks or what do you do to like tell those inner demons to be quiet? <laughs> Going to the temple, which is sad. Like I took there was a few months that I didn't go at all. When we first moved here, I was like, yay, I'm five minutes from the temple. I can go whenever I want. So I went once a week and it didn't take long until life got in the way of that. And I, you know, told myself I didn't have time. Last week, actually, I went three days in a row. I had this goal to go like two weeks every day in a row. I made it three days, but I'm very proud of those (laughs) three days. Um, It was huge. I cannot even believe the peace that came from that. The things that were clear to my brain, the better mother that I was. And I think as it was like, there are so many things to that. It was like the dedication of the time. It was the service. I felt so strongly. I'll, I'll share like a really spiritual experience I had. I was in the temple doing initiatory and I was just standing there like waiting to keep going. And my heart started to burn so strongly like that I've never felt before. And I was like, I'm going to spontaneously combust. Like <laughs> I'm a little bit worried. Like I even think I said out loud to myself like, oh my gosh. <laughs> And I just had the strongest sensation, like somebody's really, really happy that you just did work for her. And I was like, oh my gosh, maybe somebody else could be here doing this. But I chose to come today and I did temple work for this person. And I actually that day realized I can pray for these women that I'm helping to help me while I'm still doing my stuff on earth. You know, how, why wouldn't I want that power of these people who can like surround my family and help me to flourish and help us to be stronger and help us to have the gospel stronger in our home. So I will never not go at least once a week to the temple because the blessings that came those few days, like I was Mary Poppins as a mother. It was (laughs) unbelievable. (laughs) You know, sometimes you go and then you come home and you're like, I'm back home. Like I really strived to like bring the spirit of the temple back home and it worked so well. And I wish that I could say that I want to go every single day and that I would make it happen. But cool things come from that too. The The fourth day, the reason I didn't go is because one of my friend's names popped into my head and I felt like I should go visit her. And I spent five hours at her house and it was what she'd been praying for and needed. And it was something I needed. And it was just like, you know, that's my magic. I just think that's such a magic tool. And all the things you said too, listening to uplifting podcasts, listening to conference talks, reading your scriptures every single day. These are such easy things to do. And yet we like don't do them because they're too easy, you know? Yeah. 
That's how it is in business. Like you have to do the dumb, boring things every day to have the awesome things happen a few months from now. And you have to do it not even knowing what the results might be. Yeah. (laughs) Huge faith. So I am the year after you like have a baby, it's hard to get to the temple. Not five minutes away, I guess. I don't know. But it is always hard. So I am my baby is a year in a couple weeks. That is one of my goals because I am a regular temple attendance attendee. What is it? Mm-hmm. I go yeah. to temple regularly, <laughs> um, <laughs> except when I have babies. And that year is hard, man. Yeah. It's yeah. really hard. So I love that. And I actually just posted on Instagram because Salt LDS Retreat, yeah. they're doing a monthly girls night out at the temple. Uh-huh. And I think everyone should get on board with that. Yeah, they absolutely <laughs> just, should. If you're in St. George, come and go with me because I'm going. I don't remember when that is, but I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but I love that because I just have been really impressed with if all of these women across the world were attending the temple together and mm-hmm. we are really doing our best to help each other and to push each other to do what's right. I mean, yeah. That's also in a Sherry Do talk I was listening to. She just was like, God wants a powerful people. He wants mm-hmm. you to be powerful and have a good influence. Like he just yeah. does. Yeah. Because why wouldn't he, right? Yeah, I was just going to say, why wouldn't he? <laughs> See, we're so in sync. <laughs> so I just love that. So so tell me, this is the question I love to end on, is how have you seen the Lord's hand in your business? Oh my gosh. I feel like it's constant. Like it's this something a feeling that I've never had with anything I've ever done, except like I said, for motherhood, it's just really hard to put into words because I see it everywhere. And I see that there's no way that I could do this by myself. There's no way I could have been inspired to do this by myself. Like this wasn't my idea. This was something I was open to that came and it was supposed to happen. This is something I've been prepared for my entire life. Being able to speak to people, having a voice that people want to listen to, that's Maybe all my other dreams of being like a professional singer and whatever didn't come true, an actress, but all of those skills like play into being able to do a podcast successfully that people love to listen to. And I I just feel like all of those gifts, they're not anything that I've, that I'm vain about that. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so good. (laughs) It's like, thank you so much for giving me the talents and the skills that I need to do something that's not just bettering me or my family. It's bettering a ton of people. So I just see like, regardless of if I'm having a bad day and I just don't want to do it, it's almost like Heavenly Father saying, oh, yes, you're going to do it because you know how important it is and I need you to do this. Like, I feel that way all the time. And that's the feeling that's hard to describe. It's like when you're in your purpose, it really is. It's like what you're intended to do. It's what Heavenly Father wants you to do. And I just feel like this piece when I do it. And it's awesome. (laughs) That is a fantastic answer because I feel that that's really true. Mm -hmm. And I felt that this last year with more mompreneur, like I felt the same way, like, oh, okay. So these last 10 years that I've been on an entrepreneurial journey has been this so that I can help these people. And, and I've had like, like experiences where, you know, you look back and you're like, what the heck? Why was I, why did I have to do that? And now, now, like, now I'm like, okay, yeah, because someone else is going to have to do that. And I can say, yeah. don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's like your childhood and your, your adolescence. Yeah. You're like, why? And then you're like, oh, because <laughs> when I my see. kids do it, yeah. I can tell them. <laughs> they probably won't listen, but still. <laughs> no, I love that answer because I, I just, the more I listen to you and the more I hear your podcasts and hear the people that you're interviewing, it's just a really great platform to share good and to highlight because motherhood is awesome. Can yeah. You say that? 
Like, yeah. <laughs> like being a mom is the best, but it cannot seem that way in moments. Moments, it's not mm-hmm. the best, but overall, it's really great. So I love what you're doing. I think it's inspiring. Thank you. And I'm glad that- <laughs> I'm glad that you said yes to me when I emailed you. Hey, I have to pay it forward, right? Yeah. Like I have to say yeah, yes, especially when I know it's something special and important and good, like what you guys are doing. Kirsten, thank you so much for being with us on the Mormon Mompreneur podcast. You are a marvelous mom and we're super happy that you are here with us. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. joining us on the Mormon Mompreneur podcast. Check out our other episodes and learn from other women of faith, motherhood, and business as they share their unique stories and experiences. Go to www.mormonmompreneur.com or the iTunes store to learn more.